This is Fantasy Book Club. Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Book Club. This is the Internet's Book Club, and just by listening, you're a member. My name is Colton Pratt. And I am Sydney Lyerly. And we are a Fantasy Book Club, and we're reading through Words of Radiance by Brandon Sanderson. Did Brandis you know we Anderson. were a Fantasy Book Club? If you were unsure, I don't know how you managed to get here without <laughs> seeing that. I didn't know we were a Fantasy Book Club. What on earth could that be? It's a book club where we, we read a book that's a fantasy book, mostly written by Brandon Sanderson. At least this one is. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we talk about it. So I hope you're ready for that. Uh, Sydney, what do we read this week? This week we're reading Words of Radiance. Yes. Which is what we've been reading for the last couple of weeks. Yes. Um, but this week we read chapters 16 through 25. Lots of chapters. Lots of chapters. A reasonable amount. You can read that in a week. And you want to hear what we're reading next week? Yeah. it's lots <laughs> Are you ready for... No, it's so many. Oh, no. <laughs> you ready for this absolute joy? Okay, here we go. Okay. We're reading chapter 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34... Interlude 5, 6, 7, and 8, and chapter 35. <laughs> You're right. That does sound like a lot. But, 28, 26 through 35. But these are this is a shorter reading overall than last week, yeah. time-wise. Well, that's because the interludes are, like, really short. There's a three-minute chapter. There's a four-minute chapter. There's also, a 16-minute chapter. There's a six-minute six chapter in the regular. Yeah. I appreciate that as we're going along in these books, the chapters are getting shorter. Because if <laughs> yeah. you guys know me, I don't like long chapters. Yeah, there's, I mean... There's only a few very long ones, and at the very end, there's always a couple long ones. Yeah. But, like, go down, Sydney. Look at Interlude 9. Interlude 9. Where is Interlude 9? Interlude 9, Lift. That chapter? Oh, joy. It's a long one. (laughs) Why is it? It's an interlude. Why is it so long? Uh, You'll see. I was going to try and give you a reason, but I don't want to tell you yet. You'll see. It's I love it. that we have, an, in that one, an hour and 16-minute interlude, and then the very next one is six minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's to, like, refresh after, like, we know that was a lot. Here's a six-minute <laughs> chapter. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Are you ready to get into it? Uh, Yes, I am. All right. Here it goes. So, first things first. Um, This week, we start with Chapter 16, which is titled Swordmaster, and it's a Colton chapter. Yay. Yay! Yay! Um, so it's Swordmaster. The, Read the song bit. The song. I was going. I was getting there. <laughs> the song bit goes like this: Nimble form has the delicate touch. Gave the gods this form to many. So once defied by gods, they were crushed. This form craves pre- uh, precision, a plenty, and plenty, a plenty, and plenty. From the listener song of listing, 27th stanza. Also, did you notice this week we get a few other songs? I know. I saw that. I was trying to, like, guesstimate how many um, different, like, Mm -hmm. forms there were based on how many stanzas there were. Yeah. And then I was like, well, there's no point now because... It changes. There's no way to know. Because I was like, oh, okay, well, there's at least 96 because we're on the 96th stanza. (laughs) And then it was like, final stanza. I was like, okay, well, maybe there's like 100. And then it was like, here's a different song. And this is like the 20th stanza on this different song. And I was like, okay, never mind. So you have have no no way way of knowing. No. Unfortunate. I was trying to do some... There are forms. Some math. There are quite a few forms. There's a lot of forms. Anyway, you ready? Yeah. So, Swordmaster, it is a Kaladin chapter. It is. And Kaladin and his crew, so Kaladin, Moash, all them, show up uh, to the Light Eyes battle ground, like training grounds. Yep. And uh, first things first, Moash is like, huh, I expected this to be like better than the Dark Eyes. And yep. Kaladin's like, so how would you make training grounds nicer than <laughs> just a pit of the sand? And Moash is like, I don't really know. I just thought it would be better. 
you know? I mean, that's fair. Yeah, because everything the light eyes do is better than the dark eyes. Um, and so the, the they're all in there, and a ardent comes up to them, and she is not a fan of them being here because they're dark-eyed. Oh, I just want to say real quick. Yeah. Kaladin, for, for, what, seven days has been dealing with the fact that Amram and Dalinar are friends. Yeah. He's not a fan of it. It's not going well. Yeah. But he also, he wants to kill um, Amram really, really badly. Yeah. And I just wanted to put that out there, that he really wants to just stab Amram right in the gut. And later on, Moash kind of is like, I can help you. Like, Moash kind of implies that he's also going to try and... Sneaky, sneaky. Moash implies he also wants to kill kill uh, Light Eyes. He's He's been very open about hating his Light Eyes for yeah. a long time, though. Yeah. Um, But uh, a a uh, Ardent comes up and is very against the idea of them being here. Yeah. Because they're Dark Eyes, and this is kind of a Light Eyes, like, training grounds area. Yep. And... um. Kaladin kind of, like, another Ardent comes up and says, like, you didn't hear this is the, you know. Yeah. Uh, and they're not a fan, but Kaladin just kind of forces his way in and they can't stop him because he has the authority to do that now. Yeah. Which is good for him. Yeah. It makes me happy that he does that. I Me too. Um, And then the Ardent gives Kaladin keys to go up to, like, the higher ground. And Kaladin sends, like, Drahi up there to, like, look over yeah. the training grounds to make sure everything's safe. Yep. Also, in the trading grounds, there are two shard blades, which are the king's own shard blades. Yeah. Because it's by tradition, the king loans his shard blades to the trading grounds to allow, like, light eyes to practice with them. So in the in the event of, like, a fight happening and something happening to the king, yeah. any light eyes could pick up the sword and start, like, pra- like, defending the king. Yes. Which is pretty cool. There's also a magical little piece of metal. This is talked about later. But there's also a piece of magical metal. They don't know how it works, but it's, like, a sheath. It covers the. It can cover the shard blade and make it so it's blunt. Yeah, but convenient. It itself is pretty brittle, so you can't. It can't. You can't use that as a weapon on its own. Yeah. So we're we're not sure what it is. No one is sure what it is. And also, I want to be honest, Sydney. I don't think they ever come up again. Really? Yeah. I don't <laughs> remember a time where these ever come up again. That's so funny. I think they might just be magical sheath, and no one really knows exactly what they are, because otherwise this scene couldn't work unless there was a magical sheath. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. Yeah. That, I mean, I get it. Like, it makes sense that you would add that, because how on earth would you ever train with a shard blade? Because you just destroy everything you hit, and you risk killing somebody or something else, you know? Yeah. Like, it's just, it's too dangerous, so it makes sense to me that they would have this. Yeah. Um. Also, after Kaladin tells Moash he hates Amaram, Moa, uh, Kaladin tells Syl that he thinks maybe Dalinar is a wor- worse person because he's friends with Amaram. Oh. And Syl just goes, don't lie to me, Kaladin. <laughs> and Kaladin goes, yeah, he's honorable. He's a good guy. He gave him a shard blade for us. I can't stop thinking he's a good person. Yeah. I do think he's being deceived by Amaram, though, because Amaram, I know, is not a good person. Oh, for sure. So that is that, that's like a weird dilemma he has where yeah. he's like, but he also doesn't want to tell Dalinar because he feels like Dalinar won't believe him because yeah. he's just a normally li- like just a normal dark-eyed man, even if he is like Kaladin, storm blessed, yeah. saying like this guy everyone thinks is this perfect, killed all of my friends, stole my shard blade, sold me to slavery just because he wanted the blade for himself. Yes, Dalinar's not going to believe that, so he has like a dilemma going on. Yeah, not a great spot to be for Kaladin, unfortunately. Um, but then in a second, Adolin and Renarin show up, and it's time for them to train because. Renarin now, if you forget, Renarin has a sharp plate set that he yeah. got from Adolin winning the duel. Yes. And he yep. has a sharp blade that was uh, also a gift given to him. 
Well, oh, no, the, no the, the sharp the sharp plate, plate came from sharp plate was down was down on ours, and sharp then the, blade was the, the one, gift, one of the yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I got it backwards. Yep. But basically, now he has a full set, yes. and so he has to go get trained. He's got to learn how to use it. He's like, what is he, 18, 20 something, somewhere in there? Yeah, something like that. I think, yeah, because I think Adolin and uh, Kaladin are about the same age. Kaladin is 21. Adolin is. Uh, Actually, I think Kaladin's 20. Yeah, okay, you're right. Kaladin's 20. Adolin's 24, I think. Oh, okay. And I think, I think we're Naran is like 20 to 18 to 21 range. Yeah, probably. I don't know. But anyway, most light eyed boys get trained in this stuff when they are like 13. Yeah. And so him getting picked by a master is weird because he is so much older than he's supposed to be at this point. Yep. Um, but while they're trying to pick a, pick a master, Kaladin notices a man standing in the shadows nearby and gets a little bit concerned. Being all sus. Yeah, being all suspicious and gets concerned. So he walks over and like tries to investigate the guy. Yeah. And it's a man named Zahel. Um, uh, Zahel? 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 What do you want to call it? Uh, Zahel is fine. Okay, Zahel. Uh, who trained Adolin and is like a swordmaster trainer art yeah. guy. Yep. Except he's not uh, clean shaven on the head, but whatever. Uh, yeah. He's a swordmaster trainer. And he trained uh, Adolin and Adolin wants him to train Renarin and yep. he doesn't really want to train Renarin. Um, but he he basically, Adolin calls him over and is like, hey, Zahel, you should come You should come train Renarin. Hey. Hey. <laughs> and uh, Zahel kind of just says, all right. And then he walks over and Kaladin says, did you notice anything weird about him to Syl? And Syl says, all humans are weird. Yeah. Except Rock. Rock acts, Rock acts as he should. Um, <laughs> and Kaladin's like, yeah, well, that's just because Rock like worships you. And Syl's like, yes. Yeah. As he should. <laughs> and then he goes to, basically the chapter ends with him going to see Lopin, uh, and ask for a report from Teft. And that's essentially the end of that chapter. Can I real quick read this thing that Syl says? Yes. Um, <laughs> Kaladin says, he thinks you're a god. You shouldn't encourage him. And Syl says, why not? I am a god. And Kaladin's like, mm-hmm, okay. And Syl. she says, what? I am a little piece of one. Very, very little. You have permission to bow to me now. <laughs> <laughs> and that makes me laugh. <laughs> I love Syl. I also really love Syl. Do you have the art on the next page here? I do have the art on the next page. A lot of it's smudged. It's drawings of pattern but like a, yeah smudged. a good portion of it me too is like smudged out so you can't read what she wrote about pattern yeah but it's her it's just her taking notes because later on it says that she takes notes on pattern like yeah. she's trying to be a scholar so she takes notes on pattern so this is just her notes she took on pattern and it shows that like patterns constantly changing yeah and like a bunch of intricate like pseudo symmetrical designs that are constantly shifting and stuff yes pretty neat it's interesting because this is not how i pic- pictured pattern in my head i always pictured him as more like angular like, Me too. Like I sharp agree. angles, like uh-huh. ninety degrees. Yeah. This one is more like flowing patterns. I also sometimes forget that he's kind of like on the ground or on the walls. I picture him as like a. I literally picture him as a giant like rectangle pattern oh, thing no, walking around, <laughs> like uh, that's just up in the air walking around. I pictured a flat. I always pictured him flat, but I pictured him more angular. Yeah. But it's funny because the way that they describe it, it is kind of true. You can always all the shapes that he shows has something similar about them that you could tell that it's the same pattern. Yeah. Um, does that make sense? Like, yeah. they, they're definitely different, but there's kind of, like, a consistent pseudo shape that's yes. always there. Yeah, like a little, like, flowery-looking shape almost. Yeah, and it, everything around it changes, and it changes its kind of, like, form. But yeah. it's always kind of the same pattern-ish. Hard to describe. Just go look at the drawing. It's very interesting. It is very interesting. Okay, Um. now we're on to chapter 17. 
which is titled A Pattern. And I'll Coincidentally, read the, a pattern. I know. Read the little uh, song bit, which says, Dull, Dull form dread with the mind most lost, the, the lowest and one not bright. <laughs> to find this form, one need banish the cost. It finds you and brings you to light. To blight, sorry. You done goofed it. I done goofed it. You done goofed it. Basically, dull form sucks. <laughs> yeah. And see, this is from the Lister, listener song of listing, final stanza. So I thought, oh, maybe we're done. And I can maybe figure out how many we're at. And it was like, no, 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 no. There's like three other songs. Yeah. So, yay. So, okay. dull form sucks. That's yeah. from the listener song of listing. Yes. And now we're back with Shalon. Shalon! Is in her wagon reading. She's she's inside the wagon now. Yes, she's it's inside. Like, well, the empty slave wagon. She's like made her quarters. Kind yeah, of. she's inside the wagon. She's really kind of stressed because she's worried that the people behind them are following her or following them. I mean, mm-hmm. the uh, the deserters. That's what they determined they were. And they're just they're trying to get away and they're not. She's trying to talk to Bluth and Bluth is just like ignoring her and she's like, this is ridiculous. And so then she starts to draw. And she draws Bluth, and he. She looks at this drawing, and she's like, "Ugh, I can't believe I'm starting my collection with this man." And she, also, she has to restart her collection of people. Yeah, she also doesn't draw him as he is. Well, she draws him as she thinks. Well, she, she draws might be. him as he is first, and then yeah. draws him. Yeah, and then she draws him as she imagines him. So like, he's wearing a uniform. He's got a spear. He's very like formal and regal and powerful. Powerful. Yeah. And, and so he draws, she draws, and then she shows it to Bluth, and Bluth looks at it, and it just, like, doesn't say anything. Yeah. Uh, but, and then they're they're riding along in these wagons, and then uh, Shalon spots Knobweed and is like, I need that for my feet. And Bluth is like, oh, can you just have someone else get it for you? And she's like, no. <laughs> Parallelism, though. It's the same deal as uh, Kaladin needed Knobweed last, last book. He did, yeah. And now this main character gets Knobweed this book. I hope they keep getting not with every book. Yep. Next book, whoever's the main, the, like the main driver of the yeah. story, I hope they also grab some not weed. That'd be funny. Um, and then uh, they turn around and they see smoke behind them, and so they know for a fact that the deserters are in fact following them, mm-hmm. which is not good because the deserters, the, the bleh, deserters can definitely move faster than they can. Bleh. 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 <laughs> Don't make fun of me. Um, but they're, they uh, head off again. Wait, no. Shalon wants to distract herself because it makes her panic knowing the deserters are there. Yes. And so she goes to talk to the she parchment. Goes to, yeah, talk I kind of want to do a reading of it. Can we do a reading of the yeah, little interaction sure. between her and the parchment? Yep. One of the two glanced at Shalon, then turned back to his work. Her work? It was difficult to tell the males from the females without undressing them. Both of these two had red on white marbled skin. They had squat bodies, perhaps five feet tall, and were bald. It was so difficult to see those two humble workers as a threat. What are your names? Shalon asked. One looked up, the other kept working. Your name? Shalon prodded. One, the parchment said. He pointed at his companion. Two, he put his head down and kept working. Are you happy with your life? Shalon asked. Would you rather be free, given the chance? The parchment looked up at her and frowned. He scrunched up his brow, mouthing a few of the words, then shook his head. He didn't understand. Freedom? Shalon prodded. He hunched down to work. He actually looks uncomfortable, Shalon thought, embarrassed for not understanding. His posture seemed to say, please stop asking me questions. Shalon tucked her sketchbook under her arm and took a memory of the two of them working there. These are evil monsters, she told herself forcefully. Creatures of legend who will soon be bent on destroying everyone and everything around them. Standing here, looking in at them, she found it difficult to believe, even though she had accepted the evidence. 
So the Parshmen don't say much of anything. Yeah. <laughs> and it, they also don't understand much. So it's like, honestly, if I felt really bad for them hearing this. I agree. That they felt embarrassed for not understanding. Yes. That's such a sad feeling because they clearly can understand some things. Yep. And the idea of like, oh, no. Like, they're talking to me. She's talking to me. I don't know what she's saying. Yeah. That could be, that would be so freaking frustrating. Oh, I agree. And also the idea that these are going to become monsters that are going to try and kill people. As At least that's what Yasna and, and Shalon believe. Yeah. And she's like, oh, no. No one's going to give these suckers up because I know it and I accept it to be true. And I can't even get myself to picture them as evil because they can't even understand a question yeah. I'm asking them. Yeah. It's... Not a great situation for Shalon to be in, but she heads back to the wagon and she looks. She starts sketching again. She's sketching like plants and stuff, and she looks up. She looks up and she sees another column of smoke, smoke like in front of them, and she's like, "Um, what the heck?" Mm-hmm. And she asks Tavlakov because the um, tag also spots it and tells Tavlakov, and she asks Tavlakov. She's like, "I want to hear your discussion about this and what we're doing, where we're going." And so they kind of are just trying to discuss where they should go because. They're like, if we're lucky, it's just another caravan. If we're unlucky, it's either more deserters or, like, just bandits or something yeah. really bad. Yeah. And so they're trying to decide where to go and whether they should, like, go a different direction. And Shalon's like, no, we're going towards them. And basically Shalon becomes, like, powerful Shalon and manages to convince them to continue towards the the new uh, column of smoke they've spotted. Yeah. And, and Tavlakov hates that. He goes, you, you won't get... To the shattered plains is quickly brightness. If we if we get tied up with a larger caravan, you see it it could be bad. And he's also like, you don't get to make those decisions. And and Shalon's like, yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> and I think that's fun. I do. And so she start they start heading um off in that direction. Uh, they finally agree that Shalon is. They finally agree with Shalon, and they go that way. Yep. They don't really agree with her, but they accept that that's where she wants to go. She's in charge. She's large and in charge and kind of a butthole light eyes. Yeah. Which is not my favorite look for Shalon. No, but I also, I mean, okay. I'm, it's not the best because we don't like butthole light eyes, but I also don't think it's her. It's just, her. it's her pretending because that's what she has to do. And so I'm yeah. proud of her for being able to do that. And it's also like, I like the internal look of her where she's, un- she's not actually like this. She's unconfident. Yeah. But she's just kind of mimicking what she knows Yasna did, uh-huh. which is kind of a neat concept. Yeah. And I like the growth in her. I feel like it really yeah. shows a lot of growth. She's, but a, they she's start, doing great. Yeah. Good they job, start Shalon. heading on. And as they're going, Shalon's drawing pictures and she's drawing like women, like in very regal clothing, like very powerful women, and then drawing her face on them. And she's like, can I actually be like this? Like, could this actually be me? Yeah. And so uh, they're heading up, and they stop again because Shalon wants to get in the back because she wants to uh, look through, like, Yasna's stuff again. Yeah. And so they finally stop. They go through. She starts talking to Pattern, and uh, she's like, hey, Pattern, my feet are healing. Did you do this? And Pattern's like, he says, I know almost nothing of why people break. I know less of why they unbreak. I like that. Mm, I know almost nothing of why people break. I like doing Pattern's voice in my head every yeah. time I see his voice. <laughs> I, I know less why they unbreak. Yeah. I, I like, you need to do Pattern's voice when you read it. It's actually really fun. <laughs> but basically, Pattern's kind, they just break. They don't. They don't unbreak. They break differently than humans do. So yeah. humans can get wounded and then heal. Patterns kind just break. Break. We don't There's know what no that, coming back from that. Unsure what that means exactly. Yeah. But we do know patterns kind break 
and he, uh, they don't unbreak. Yeah. Humans unbreak. Patterns kind yep. do not. And so Pattern is, or Shalon and Pattern are talking about what happened the night before with Tavlakov and how, like, Shalon seemed to become more powerful. Her dress, like, no longer had rips in it, and she just seemed, like, stronger. Mm-hmm. And she's like, did you do this to me, and how did you do it? Mm-hmm. And Pattern says lies. And so it sounds to be kind of like she was fake. she's faking it. And mm-hmm. so... Because she was faking it, she began to look like what she was fit pretending to be. Do you remember what the power is called? They said it before. Oh, uh, um. Not soul casting. That's the other one that she no, has. No, it's what like surge binding. Is that the, right? Or surge no? binding is that's the general term. Different. That's yeah. the general term for all the yeah. types of, like powers um, you can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she has the I power. Don't I'll tell you, she has the power of soul casting, which is what yes. Yasna does, yep. and light weaving. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yep. she was weaving light to make herself yeah. look different. Which I just think is interesting. I think the term light weaving is like such a cool term. The it other is, ones are less cool, but light weaving is such a cool term to me. Yeah. Soul casting, if you break it down, that's also a cool term. Like, yeah. like casting iron, so changing the, the soul of a thing. That's pretty cool. Never mind. They're all cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they get back there. They start talking about, or Shalon's talking about the fact that she didn't get to read the words of Radiance. It's okay, Shalon. We're reading it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Good I one. didn't think that was that funny. <laughs> that guy got me. <laughs> I really didn't think it was that funny. To be frank, I forgot that the words of Radiance was a book in this book. I knew it existed somewhere, but I forgot like what its role well, was. Well, she didn't get to read it. It's at the bottom of the ocean. So what was it? In this book, the words of Radiance was given to her to study. Then she immediately lost it. Yeah. So we don't know <laughs> well, what was hopes, in there. She hopes she can get a new one on the Shattered Plane and read Oh, okay. Because each of these books is named after a book in the world. Yeah. Because Way of Kings, obviously, is the book that Cal- Dalinar was obsessed with. Yes. Which she hasn't mentioned in a while, to be honest. And then this book, Words of Radiance, is the book that she was given to study that immediately she lost. Yeah. That, she makes, also... sense. that makes sense why I forgot about <laughs> it. Yeah. She also lost the Book of Endless Pages. Which Yasna gave her. I can make one of those in a day. Buy an b- empty book. I've made the it's book of endless pages. It's not the same. <laughs> Yasna didn't give that to you. That's fair. not the same thing. I, Anything from Yasna should be treasured. Ne- next uh, wrap up. Wrap up. Oh my goodness. <laughs> next wrap up episode. We really should do um, Yasna as a character to cast. Did we do that last time? Did we cast Yasna? No, I don't think so. We should cast Yasna because I think. Super duper smart, elegant woman. Yeah, is a, it was a fun character to cast. I agree. Oh, what's her name? The lady from um, Knives Out that we just watched. The older lady. Oh, um, I know who you're talking about. She's a little too the, old. The lady who plays what, like Linda or something? Yeah, Isn't that her name. She's a little too old, I think, actually, to play Yasna. Yeah, maybe Navani. Anyway, continue. for context, you guys, last night, nope, not last night, two nights ago. Friday night, uh, so two nights ago, because you guys don't know what today we're finance <laughs> to do now, but um, <laughs> when uh, my friend, Colin and I and our friends watched uh, the movie Knives Out. My favorite movie in the world, my favorite yeah. movie. I've watched it Colin talked to like or literally times. every 10 seconds during nope, the whole I did, movie. Okay. <laughs> Was I that annoying? A little. I'm sorry. It's a good movie. <laughs> it is a very good movie. It was no, exciting. I enjoyed it. You did like it. I liked that movie, yes. Yeah, it's good. You say you like it. was your first time finishing it. Well, I had seen the first half of it. Yeah. So I had movie. seen part of it before. I like that movie. Okay. Anyways, back to this book that we are reading. Pattern uh, <laughs> and Shalon are still just talking about yeah. the um, different things. Um, Shalon wonders how she gets the light out of a, like the stormlight out of a sphere. And Pattern says, Eat it. <laughs> Eat it. And Shalon's like, oh, no, I don't think that's how that works. Might and work, Pattern's though. Like, Maybe. <laughs> Try. 
Yeah, it's just funny to me. It is. It's just an, a funny, funny little interaction. And then Sean's like, okay, well, um, the, we're not talking about eating things. We're done with this. And then she decides, me, you know, maybe I should try like drinking it, like inhaling it. Yep. And so she inhales the light from from the uh, she inhales the storm light from the sphere. She gets it wicked fast compared to Kaladin. Kaladin spent days sitting and staring at spheres trying to figure out how to get it into him. And, and Han, she's, she's like, <laughs> she's like. <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> Mine. And then her feet start to like feel better and she's just starting to feel better. And and then she breathes out and it just starts to go out of her and she loses it pretty quickly. Yeah. Which, you know, makes sense. There wasn't a whole lot of light in that sphere. But uh she she loses it pretty quickly and she is not sure what to do with it. Like mm-hmm. she knows that she knows that it's healing her. Mm-hmm. Um it makes her unbreak. Makes her and, unbreak. Yeah, which I think is funny. And she's talking to Patrick about how she keeps doing these things by accident, but doesn't know how to do them on purpose. Right. And Pattern's like, can something be almost an accident? Yes. Oh, by the way, what, are we, yes. what did she learn about Pattern? Immediately after that little section, she learned something about Pattern. Oh, Pattern's a scholar. Yeah. So <clears throat> of his kind, he was sent to, uh, he was sent to research humans, essentially. And... There's a little interaction. You want to do this interaction, actually? Yeah. I think this is an important one. Yeah. Here it goes. You came to learn? Wait. You're a scholar? Of course. Hmm. Why else would I come? I will learn so much before... He stopped abruptly. Pattern? She asked. Before what? A figure of speech. He said perfectly flatly, absent of tone. He was growing better and better at speaking like a person. And at times, he sounded just like one. But now, all of the color had gone from his voice. You're lying. She accused him, glancing at his pattern on the wall. He had shrunk, growing as small as a fist, half his usual size. Yes, he said reluctantly. You're a terrible liar, Shalon said, surprised at the realization. Yes. But you love lies. So fascinating, he said. You are all so fascinating. Tell me what you were going to say, Shalon ordered. Before you stopped yourself, I'll know if you lie. Hmm, you sound like her. More and more like her. Tell me. He buzzed with an annoyed sound, quick and high-pitched. I will learn of what I can before you kill me. You think, you think I'm going to kill you? It happened to the others, Pattern said, his voice softer now. It will happen to me. It is... A pattern. This has to do with the knight's radiant, Shalon said, raising her hands to start braiding her hair. That would be better than leaving it wild, though without a comb and brush, even braiding it was hard. Storms, she thought. I need a bath. And soap. And a dozen other things. So, pattern... Oh my gosh, this makes me so sad. I feel so bad for pattern. He thinks that his new friend, Shalon, is going to kill him, which is horrible. Why does he think that? Because all the other patterns were killed. It happened to the Knights Radiant, apparently. Yeah. Apparently when they, they all killed their little spren friends. Somehow they killed... Spren friend. Uh, all he knows is that something with their oaths happened. Yeah. And it killed the, all the other spren. And Pattern is basically like, he's a scholar. I need to know I need to know about humans. So I went and bonded you. But, and I'm going to learn as much as I can before I die. Because uh, the only way... That Spren can think. We knew this about uh, Syl yep. earlier. Yep. The only way that these Spren can think on on yeah. human side is to be bonded to a human. Yeah. It's like symbiosis is what Shalon says. So basically, they each get something from each other. Yeah. 
because Cal- Shalon and Kaladin get surge binding and the patterns and the spren basically get uh, brains. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yep. And so they just kind of talk about that. Shalon finishes uh, wrapping her feet um, or like putting the knob weep sap on her feet. And then suddenly uh, she she knocks on the door. Wait, we stopped a little early. There's something else we need to mention here. What? It says, um, oh, um, I won't, I won't kill you. And, he, and she, basically she says, he's not going to kill pattern. Pattern says, uh, I don't suppose the other one, the others tried to kill, but it doesn't matter because it happened. And she says an important matter. How do you know I'll kill them? I'm not like one of them. And pattern says, you spoke the oaths. Yeah. And she, in her head thinks life, life before, before deaths. Death. And then she refuses to think of that. Immediately it's gone. She cuts it out of her brain. Yeah. So there's a little hint that something weird happened. It sounds we didn't see like, that. Yeah, no. It sounds to me like maybe she said that, like, whatever happened with her and her father. Yeah. Sounds to me like that she spoke that before, is my guess. At some point, she spoke the O's before. Yeah, and I would assume it happened with her and her father. Whatever happened there. Yeah. Yeah. We also, we get to see a flashback later on, don't we? Do we? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we do. You're right. That's actually exciting. I'm excited yep. for that. Yeah. And so anyway, she she finishes putting the sap on her feet, and she tells Blue to stop the wagon. She gets out. She looks ahead, and the column of smoke ahead has gotten, like, thicker, 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 and darker, and just, it's it's clearly not a cook fire. Yeah. And so, uh, Shalon basically says so, and Booth is like, this is bad. Yes. And that's where the chapter ends. Oh, right. I just realized something. We're, we've forgotten we do more chapters now, Cindy. We need to pick up the pace a little bit. <laughs> so we're going to we're gonna go not super. We're going to still hit everything important, but we're not going to go into as much detail as we've been going into. Yeah. Uh, chapter 18 is next. It's called Bruises. Here's the book bit. Or no, sorry, the song bit. Scholar form shown for patience and thought. Beware, it's ambitious innate. This song has a different structure than the other songs. <laughs> Scholar form shown for patience and thought. Beware, it's ambitions innate. The study and diligence brought the reward. Lots of innocence must be one's fate. <laughs> Good job, I From guess. From the listener's song of listing, 69th stanza. Nice, 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 nice. I hate you. <laughs> um, this is another Kaladin chapter. Kaladin is still in the training grounds watching Renarin, like, kind of get trained by Zahel. Yeah. Um, and uh, the... Lopin comes up to talk to him, and Lopin's eating something called chata. 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 Which isn't chowder. It's just like a one-handed burrito, essentially full of, like, meat and stuff. Yeah. Um, and Calvin thinks it's nasty. Yeah. Um, but basically, there's a, there, uh, there's a re- the report is that there's going to be a, a high storm tonight, so they need to watch Cal- Dalinar and stuff. Yeah. But really, that's, that's really the majority of the report. There's not much else, really. Yeah. Um, And then um, Kaladin watches the the... Training again. Adolin is doing like a kata where he's like just swinging the sword without like actually fighting anybody, just like yeah. by the swings. Um, and uh, Zahel in, in tells uh, Renarin, go jump off the roof. <laughs> <laughs> go up three stories and jump. You need to get used to trusting uh, the shard plate. Yeah. And so he, so uh, Renarin runs off, forgets his helmet, runs back, grabs it, runs off again. And then Zahel gets really into trying to train Kaladin. Kaladin does not like the idea of ha- letting someone train him. Yeah. But Zahel is like, you got to let me train him. Uh, you got to let me try and train you, right? Yeah. And so um, they they start fighting. And 
they start like talking and Kaladin's uh, against it at first, but eventually, yeah. like, eventually he gets convinced. Yeah, because the Hale thinks that Kaladin needs to know how to use a shard blade or, or like how to fight, fight against, against someone. Fun, yeah. yeah, because if you're defending the king or the Dalinar, we're, the Dalinar, the Dalinar, the Blackthorn, um, there is no way they're going to send somebody who's not fully prepared and fully engaged to kill them. Oh, for sure. So you need to be ready to fight that. And all of this keeps getting interrupted by Renarin falling and hitting the ground. And at first, the hill says, do that again, but this time land on your head. And so Renarin... That is... Okay, Renarin gets so many points here because he just is like, okay. He's a good learner. <laughs> he is which, a good learner. Which is the hill says, like, he's a good listener, unlike you, to Kaladin, trying to like, convince him to fight. And so they get into a fight. They actually... He does a good job. They fight around the shard blade pretty well. Yeah. And Kaladin dives in at the end of the fight. Basically, the fight ends with Kaladin diving in, the hail touching the blade to his neck and saying, you're dead. And Kaladin is saying, if this is a real a spear, I just cut your Achilles tendon. You're not chasing them. I've done my job. So the whole idea of if I died, but my job isn't to stay alive. My job is to be, is to protect the He's Renarin. Right. <laughs> if you were trying to attack Renarin right then, I would have just cut your your tendon and you wouldn't be able to attack him anymore. I win. Yeah. Which honestly... That's a good, that's a actually pretty smart argument. I mean, yeah. Um, because the way Zahel got the fight, like, to to start winning the fight is instead of actually fighting Kaladin, anytime Renarin would land, Zahel would turn and run towards Renarin, making Kaladin have to, like, crap. And he has to, like, get in close, which is, like, in range for the swing, that, these kind yeah. of things. And then Adolin, from the side, <laughs> acts like a little butthole. And is like, <laughs> well, what if there are two, bridge boy? <laughs> Adolin is honestly such a jerk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then uh, Kaladin just charges Adolin, and Adolin gives a, gives Kaladin a full on, uh, a full on shard plate enhanced punch to the gut, and like fully breaks him, like without shard plate, without stormlight, be dead kind of breaks him. Yeah. Um, but he survives because of stormlight, and then Zahel uh like reprimands Adolin, like, "What are you doing? You're in plate, son. You can't do that." That kind of a thing. Yeah, I appreciate that. I also appreciate that. Um, but Kaladin gets up to try and charge him again, and suddenly his all of his storm like goes swoop, and all of his stormlight is gone. He collapses, and Zahel touches his neck and says, "You're dead again." To get him to stop trying to attack Adolin. Yeah. Um, and uh, Zahel basically says, "Like, let me train you." Adolin wouldn't let me train him at first either. Let me train you, and Kaladin says, "Kind of like, okay." Uh, and then he asks Sil why uh, his stormlight suddenly just vanished. Well, real quick. Yeah. Zahel also asks, you have actually fought Shard Barris before, yes. haven't you? Because yes. it's clear that Kaladin somewhat knows what he's doing. And he says this a few times. Yeah. Um, which is true. He's fought them at least twice that we know of. Yeah. And Probably, he's uh, uh, won one. <laughs> he's won one and drawn with the other. So he's he's doing a pretty good, pretty good he's record. He's got a solid record going. Yeah. He has uh, yet to die. Um. But yeah, so he he agrees to let Zahel practice, and then uh, Sil kind of says that the stormlight probably went away because he wasn't protecting anybody; he was just attacking out of anger, and that's against his oath. So the stormlight retracted itself. Yeah, which is kind of an interesting thing. It is an interesting thing. I agree. Anyway, that's the end of chapter thirty. Uh, uh thirty. Thirty. <laughs> that's um, the end of chapter twenty-eight. Tw- that's still not right. Eighteen. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Good try, buddy. The end of chapter eighteen. Why did you struggle so much? Because I was looking at our sheet to see what chapter that would be. And on the sheet, you've already crossed out last. Like, oh, this yeah, I have. <laughs> and so I glanced down to the next week and the third one is 28 instead of 18. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. We're moving on to chapter 19 now. Woo! And this is the flashback. This chapter is called Safe Things. And it's from five and a half years ago. 
And so it's, it's sad. It is sad. So Shalon is is there. She's wearing a new dress. It's it's softer than anything she's ever had before. She thinks of her mother. Apparently, she has spoken in like four months since the day. Yeah, since whatever happened with her mother. Since her mother died. And the cheetah and, person. Yeah, and the maids are walking around talking, basically talking about her in front of her, and she's like. Just because I haven't, I don't talk doesn't mean I can't hear you still. Yeah, but she, she doesn't even show emotion. No, she just sits she, there silently. Yeah, she's like mute. And um, someone, one of her brothers. Okay, you know what actually is really interesting to me. What? So you remember how last book her brother's name was Nam Balat? Mm-hmm. Well, apparently that's not right. Oh no, it is. Well, okay, so one of her brothers is named Non Helleran. Yep. And her other brother is Tet Balat. Yep. So did he just like steal his brother's name and become Nambalot? You know, Sydney, I'm going to tell you this. I am very, very impressed with you for your ability to notice that. That was actually like wicked impressive. Thank you. <laughs> you will see. I can't answer that. Do you have a theory? Okay. My theory is something happened to the... Okay. We know Tet Balot is the guy we saw before. because yeah, the, the ripper of... Yeah. Because he talks about... Uh, Helleran talks about the fact in this chapter... About the fact that uh, Balat did something bad to an axe hound. So mm-hmm. I know that non Balat is the dude from, and Tet Balat are the same dude because yep. of that. And so my thoughts are something happened to non Helleran when mm-hmm. he went off on his little trip that he's going on. He like died or something happened to him. And so Tet Balat took his first part of his name the so title that he part, could become like. like the oldest. It's kind of like, it seems like a title though yeah. because it's, Non Helleran, but Helleran goes by Helleran, and Balat seems to go by Balat. Yeah. So it's it seems like a title part of their name. Yeah. So that, I think that he took. Yeah. 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 Good, I just I noticed that, and I was like, oh, that's weird. So Helleran hasn't been around for a while, right? He shows up for the first time. Uh. Oh, I know he's been no, around, he's but been he shows around. around. He, yeah. he shows up for the like in the scene for the first time. Yeah. And I know we've done your chapters dramatic tends to happen, but this interaction with him, he is so. I want to read him. Can okay. we read him? Yeah. Hello, Shalon, Helleran said, squatting down beside her chair. Here to supervise? It was a place to be. Father did not like her being where she could not be watched. He worried. I brought you something, Helleran said, unwrapping his bundle. I ordered it for you in Northwind, and the merchant only just passed by. He took out a leather satchel. Shalon took it hesitantly. Helleran's grin was so wide, it practically glowed. It was hard to frown in a room where he was smiling. When he was around, she could almost pretend, almost pretend. Her mind went blank. Shalon? He asked, nudging her. She undid the satchel. Inside was a sheaf of drawing paper, the thick kind, the expensive kind, and a set of charcoal pencils. She raised her covered safe hand to her lips. I've missed your drawings, Helleran said. I think you could be very good, Shalon. You should practice more. She ran the fingers of her right hand across the paper, then picked up a pencil. She started to sketch. It had been too long. I need you to come back, Shalon, Helleran said softly. She hunched over, pencil scratching on paper. Shalon. No words, just drawing. I'm going to be away a lot in the next few years, Helleran said. I need you to watch the others for me. I'm worried about Balat. I gave him a new axe-hound pup, and he wasn't too kind to him. You need to be strong, Shalon, for them. The maids had grown quiet since Helleran's arrival. Lethargic vines curled down outside the window nearby. Shalon's pencil continued to move. As if she weren't doing the drawing, as if it were coming up out of the page, the charcoal seeping out of the texture, like blood. Helleran sighed, standing. Then he saw what she was drawing. Bodies, face down, 
on the floor with. He grabbed the paper and crumpled it. Shlon started, pulling back, fingers shaking as she clutched the pencil. Draw plants, Helleran said, in animals. Safe things, Shlon. Don't dwell on what happened. Tears trickled down her cheeks. We can't have vengeance yet, Helleran said softly. The lot can't leave the house, and I must be away. Soon, though. The door slammed open. Father was a big man, bearded in careless defiance of fashion. His Vaden clothing eschewed the modern designs. Instead, Father wore a skirt-like garment of silk called Ulatu and a tight shirt with a robe over the top. No mink pelt, as his grandfather's might have worn, but otherwise very, very traditional. I just want to say, I love Helleran. That was so nice He's of him. so sweet. And what happens next with Helleran? Pretty sure he dies. No. No, like well, in the I, oh, I, I was giving a yeah. theory. Good Sorry. theory, good theory. Death of Helleran is a good theory. Um, I also wanted to say, because in the last book, didn't we learn that, because Sean has, what, three brothers, right? I don't know. I think. I don't remember the number. I think it's three. I could okay. be wrong, though. Maybe okay. not. And I thought, I know, obviously, Navalot was one, and then there was another one, and I thought for some reason she mentioned something about the fact that her other brother was gone, hmm. or something that had happened to him. I don't really know. But yeah. that's why I think something happens to him and he, like, dies or okay. something. Okay. But what happens in this chapter? Well, in this chapter, uh, father, her, her father starts getting really angry at Helleran, and they start to fight. Helleran's because, being very good, though. He's saying, like, yeah. you are a murderer and yes. not getting mad. Yeah. And uh, her father is like, you can't speak that way to me. How dare you, like, you know, you don't think I can have you in prison? And Helleran then, all of a sudden, pops out a freaking shard blade into his hand. Yep. And... Everyone's like, what? Where did you get that? Six feet long, curved and thick, with a side that wasn't sharp, rising into the shape like burning flames or perhaps ripples of water. Yeah, it's a very fancy sharp blade. Very fancy sharp blade. Well, um, they don't know where he got it. And her father is like, Shlon's father is like, uh, what? And Helleran is like, he, he literally says, you are a vile corruption upon this house. I should shove this through your chest. To do so would be a mercy. And they're just, like, fighting. And basically, Helleran is going away, and his father is not thrilled about it. Uh, his father doesn't like this. And Shalon then says, no, because uh, Helleran goes to, like, almost stab his father with the sharp blade. And Shalon says, no, no, please. And Helleran's like, you've got to be kidding. You haven't spoken in months, and you speak to defend this man? And he, he's not happy about it. And then, but he listens. He does listen. He doesn't stab uh, their father. And then their father starts like asking him where he got the sharp blade. Like, what the heck? Like, you know, did you get it from? He says, "You know, your new friends. They really trust you with this." And he- Helleran's like, "We have important work to do." And then he tells he tells Shalom, "I will tell you of it someday, sister. It is good to hear your voice again before I leave." And she's like, "No, don't go." Yeah. And it's just a very cute, very cute, very sad little interaction. And then he's like, I've got to go, but it'll be okay. Draw pretty things for me. And yeah. just remember the bright days. Can you do that for me? And then Helleran says goodbye, and he leaves. And Shalon is by herself with her father. Who? And her father is an absolute butthole and looks at her and starts throwing starts throwing things like and breaking things. Breaks every chair. And then looks at her and just has this absolute lack of humanity and rage in his eyes. But then he he focuses on her and everything comes back and then he he look he looks ashamed and then leaves. So something about her makes him not murder. <laughs> he um is a bad dude and he's got some anger issues. Yeah. But for whatever reason he just absolutely loves Shalon. Yep. Yeah. 
and that's the end of that chapter. Very sad. Theories? Oh, you already gave us a theories. I gave you my theories. Next. Chapter 20. It's called The Coldness of Clarity. It the is. Coldness of Clarity. Um, And it goes like this. Here's the song bit. Art form applied for beauty and hue. One yearns for the songs it creates. Most misunderstood by the artist, it's true. Come the spren to foundations fates. From the listener song of listing, 90th stanza. Interesting. Yep. Shalon chapter. Yep. Uh, they get over the hill and they find that the, the smoke was from a burning caravan and stuff. Yeah. Um, and it was, uh, looked like it was attacked by like bandits. Yep. And um, they're trying to figure out how what to do. And, and Tavlakov really doesn't want them because it's like, they'll slow us. They'll slow us if they, if we join them. We don't want to, we don't want to join those people. We want to go around. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, Somebody just stands up from the darkness, and it's, and it's a woman. I forget her name. Uh, but a woman just kind of stands up and goes like, great. Now we have two groups of bandits to fight because what happened is they got attacked by a bandit group who are using like a flaming thing to scare them. Yeah. And it accidentally caught on fire their their cabins or their wagons, and the bandits were treated to let them put out the fires because if the fires burned on, they'd lose more stuff they wanted to steal. Yeah. So they were treated to let them put out the fires, but now they're definitely going to be back, and now there's another group. Uh, coming and Shalon immediately goes I'll offer you my protection trying to be like the big the person again and the woman goes um, <laughs> your protection and Shalon says you can take me and mine into the camp with you uh, and we'll protect you or you can turn us away or whatever and the woman says like fine come into my camp whatever like you do what you can and so Shalon sends Tavlakov down into the into the camp with them and then her and Bluth turn and ride back towards uh the bandits following them, the yep. deserters. Yeah. Which, you know, seems like a dumb decision. Yeah. Um, but they, she does it anyway. And when she gets to them, she discovers, she's like, there's going to be an officer among them, right? And so uh, she goes and she basically just says immediately, like, uh, could, she, I don't have time for the whole, the whole details. She convinces them to be good again by being like, you can be better than you were. Yeah. Like I can I can make you uh I can help you become like better. Yeah. Um and the leader of the group whose name I don't remember. His name is Vatha. 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 <laughs> but the leader of the group is like no we don't want that like of course we don't. But then a man with one eye, a short little man with one eye whose name is Gaz <laughs> is like storm this I'm going and um, he runs off to help. I what? I literally have no words for what has happened here. Yeah. I So that explains what happened to Gaz. Yep. He uh, deserted and left, and we find out more about that later. Yeah. But I, what? <laughs> and Shalon's, like, promises, like, listen to the screams, and then she the, the screams, you can start hearing them, which yeah. is weird. And she goes, like, uh, I can I can forgive your slave debts. I can make you good men again. You yeah. just have to choose to be good men. Yeah. And so they, they do. And most of them, yeah. Most of them do eagerly. And then she convinces the rest to yeah, do it. Yep. However. I would just like to say Gaz is one of them. I do not hate Gaz at the moment. <laughs> and it's really throwing me off because for literally most of the last book, he was at the bottom of it. Yep. Of the uh, bottom five. And now I don't hate him. And it's really throwing me for a loop. <laughs> yeah. That's all. Um, And then they, they got it. They got it done, you know? Yeah. Um, And then... Pattern at the end is like you changed them. You must have soul cast them because they change. She's like, I didn't soul cast them. I just convinced them. And he went transformation still. 
And that's, <laughs> that's a cool idea. Yeah. And that's the end of the chapter. Yeah, it is. Very good. Very good. Oh, she also writes a prayer for like the, yeah. the men. But I still just, I can't believe that Gaz is back <laughs> and yeah. I don't hate him. Gaz is, is back, bizarre. back, 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 back again, again, again. I feel like at this point, there are so many other worse characters and there's so many things about Gaz that we learn like, yeah. in these next couple chapters that I'm like, okay, I can't hate him. Yeah, he's hard to hate. He's like just had a lot of bad things happen and he did some crappy things, but I kind of like... Compared to the other people who are having living good lives and don't need to be buttholes, but are being buttholes anyways. Yeah. I don't hate gas. Yep. Okay, chapter 21. Which, Ashes. hey, guess what? What? It's how old Colin turned today. I am 21, gonna have a party. Woo, woo. So if you're listening to this, Colton's already been 21 for a while. Like a month and a half now. <laughs> <laughs> we record ahead now, okay? Yeah. Get off my back, dad. <laughs> what? I don't know. I'm just um, saying stuff, Sydney. But uh yeah, so yeah, very exciting. Very exciting indeed. Colin is 21 now, so everyone wish him happy birthday. And if you don't, I will be thoroughly disappointed with you. That's yeah, fair enough. Wish me happy birthday or else. Or else, indeed. <laughs> or else Colin will chase you down and follow you throughout the empty wasteland until he catches you. And then he will steal all your stuff and kill you and your family. Oh, you're doing one of those. That's a fun little twist on it. I know. Heck yeah. <laughs> Good job. Thank you. 21. Woo-hoo. Can you do something for me? 21. Okay. <laughs> this chapter's called Ashes, and the little song bit says, Meditation form made for peace, it said. Form of teaching and consolation. When used by the gods, it became instead form of lies and desolation. Dun, and dun, is- dun. And this is from the listener song of listing 33rd stanza. So they come at random orders. Yeah, they do, which is annoying. <laughs> uh, but Shalon, it, it starts off with Shalon closing Blue's eye because oh. Blue is now dead, which is actually low-key pretty sad. And what gave him, by the way, the confidence to go into fight, she discovers later. Is she finds in her pocket, in his pocket, the uh, drawing she made of him of what she imagined him to look like as like a soldier. The warrior, a protector. Yes. And, and that encouraged it. him. That encouraged. You saw him earlier look at a page from his yes. pocket and then yep. run into battle. Yep. So that that's really sweet. Yeah, he kept it, and she's like, "I'm sorry, I was wrong about you. Yeah. This was a good start for my collection, Bluth." Aww. And it's just so sad. That's really sweet. Like Bluth is not the greatest person, but this makes him feel so human, and it makes me so sad. He does a good job, the author, at making his characters feel like real people, like I agree. people who can exist. Yep. Even though they live in a world where plants come out of the rocks, holes in the ground, and stuff like yeah, it's, it's like. It feels like if humans lived in this world that where these rules applied, this is how they would be. You oh, know? for sure, yeah. And uh, so Shalon's looking around. People are dead, but people also they did they won the battle, which is really good. With the deserters' help, they were able to beat the bandits, Woo. and so they Woo. they won. Shalon goes and talks to the caravan owner, whose name is um, I don't remember. Tin. Her name is Tin. That's not a caravan. That's a worker. That's that's the woman she talked to earlier. Oh, on the hill, you know. Oh, makeup is the is, is the, owner, the yeah. owner, and Tin is the woman. Tin she is to the, the yeah, is the head Who of the guards. Seems like a chill girl at, during this chapter. For yeah, the most she part. seems pretty chill. Except, we'll see later. Yeah, and so they're talking about um, like where Shalon is headed. They talk about her name and stuff, and she just asks, "I ask that you all accompany to the sh- accompany me to the Shattered Plains because that's where I need to go, and I I need your help." And makeup is like, well, you have soldiers for that. And Shalon's like, yeah, 
yeah, but they're not really, they, they can't provide me comfort as a light-eyed woman. And so Shalana's just trying to convince them to uh, take, uh, or to go with them and, you know, go to the Shattered Plains uh, with, with Shalon. And they kind of, like, begin to agree, and they talk about uh, her caravan, so Tavlakov and yeah. Teg and all the slaves. And Shalon's like, yeah, they're mine. And Makeup's like, keep them at the back. I don't want to see them. I don't want that filthy, like, slave stuff near me, which is sad. Yeah. And um, then Vatha comes. Uh, Makeup and uh, Tin leave, and Vatha comes and is like, hmm. <laughs> Vatha is just kind of a butthole. Yeah, he doesn't like that this is happening. He yeah. thinks he he well, first I feel like he thinks maybe his his authority is being undermined, but also if to him he's like this can't be like you're not you're lying to me yeah. somehow, which Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and Vatha's like we'll be hanged as soon as we get to the Shattered Plains, and Shalon's like no, I promise. It's not going to happen. It'll be it'll be fine. And then Pattern starts speaking to Vatha and Vatha's like who's saying this? And Shalon's like what are you talking about? Because Vatha grabs onto Shalon's shirt. Yeah. So from 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 the back of his coat, Pattern says, "You should let her go." And he goes, "Who said that?" And Shalon's like, "I didn't see. I didn't hear anything." And then Pattern goes, "You should let her go." And so he lets it go and walks off. Yes, it's just funny to me. That's a very useful ability. Yeah, it is a very useful ability indeed. Uh, and, and then so Vatha walks off, and Shalon uh, briefly talks to Pattern, and then goes and talks to Tavlakov, and Tavlakov's like, "This is Blue's fault." And well, basically thinks that Bluth went, when they first found out about the deserters, went and talked to them and told them, hey, this way, follow us. And she's like, she's like, were you in on it from the start? Because he thinks he's like, the only way I can make this make sense is if this is a scam, essentially. Yeah. And Shalon's like, no, <laughs> that didn't happen that way. What are you talking about? Dingus? Yeah, come on. And then she looks at Tavlakov and says, oh, by the way, these slaves are mine now. Yeah. And Tavlakov's like, excuse me, what? And Shalon's like, this it's justice. You I these are mine now, these slaves. They're they're mine. And and Shalon says, I need the the slave, like their their writs of slavery. I need those. And I I will know if they're fake. She doesn't actually, she has no idea if they would be fake. Yeah. But she's like, I need them. Yeah. And I she's pretending that she knows, even though she definitely wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And basically, she tells him that he can keep the uh, parchment because she doesn't want them. Yeah. Um, but she's taking the slaves. And then she tells the slaves that she's going to pay them five sapphire bromes and only, or so, sorry, sorry, she's playing, paying Tavlakov five sapphire bromes for the wagon. The wagon. My bad. And Tavlakov goes, Bah, why don't you just deal it from me? And Shalon goes, Stop being a child, Tavlakov. And I think that's funny because he feels so like she stole the slaves from him or whatever. Yeah. But she kind of did, but she said it was payment for saving his life right then, which is fair. Which, yeah, that is kind of fair. And she goes over to the slaves. Or no, this is later. Never yeah. Mind. She, goes over, she goes over to the slaves in like the next chapter yeah, or something. Yeah, sorry. I know she pays the slaves something. I thought that yeah. was his chapter, but it's not. Nope. Um, so yeah, but basically that's the end of the chapter is she uh, watches the uh, rest of the other caravan workers burn a prayer. Yep. Along with the deserters, I think the deserters are also yes, watching. Yes, kind of, kind of around. Yeah. Anyway, so, next yeah. chapter. Wait, did you have this little drawing? Yeah, it's a drawing from the portfolio that Adolin is looking at later on in this chapter. Yeah, it's a drawing of a very handsome man. It's a, it's an Alethi man who's it's a, it's like a from a folio where you can buy. Uh, it's like a magazine essentially. Yeah, it's a model. He looks for a magazine. very angry. He, he would be more attractive if he smiled. I'm glad you think so. 
I think this is an attractive and good-looking man, but I think he would look better if he smiled. I agree. I agree with you, Sydney. Okay, thank you. Chapter 22. Which Colton is not that age yet. No. He has one whole year. I don't know about you. I have you, less than a year. But I'm feeling 22. 22. Um, here's the song bit. <laughs> well, the verse is titled Light in the Storms. Lights in the Storm. And the song bit is this. Storm form is said to cause a tempest of winds and showers. Beware its powers. Beware its powers. Though its coming brings the gods their their night, it obliges a blood-red spread. Beware its end. Beware its end. From the listener's song of winds, fourth stanza. So new song. New song. New song. So here it goes. Kaladin is in defending the, the family in the high storm. Yep. So uh, Dalinar and Navani are in her their own room during the high storm. And Elokar, Adolin, and Renarin are all in the other room. Yeah. Uh, Adolin's like, why do you need to be here during a storm, bridge boy? And Kaladin's like, to protect you. If I if I was going to attack, or attack, I would attack during a time where there's enough noise, no one would hear you hear you scream. And the He's king is wrong. and the king is like, smart man, because the king is still scared of assassins and stuff. Um, and Elokar in this chapter is kind of funny. I like Elokar. I've decided I like him more than I I did before. Yeah, he's not my favorite by any means. Oh, no, no, he's no, He's kind no. of a butthole to his poor guard. He'll never arrive in the top five, but I no. do think he's a, he's not a terrible person anymore. Yeah. He's just kind of in a position he's not meant for, and he's trying his best to do, do yeah. it well. He um, is a butthole to his guard, though, which is kind of sad. But then Kaladin notices in the window for a second, just like a pair of red eyes, just for a second, then they're gone. Does he? Yes. I don't remember that part, to be honest. Yep. Um... Then the light stayed, steady, like a glowing spheres, just outside, faintly red. For some reason, he couldn't explain. Kaladin had the impression of eyes. Then they were gone. Oh, Kaladin did. I yeah. think he said Adolin. Oh, no, no, no. Ka- like, Kaladin eh. sees eyes in the storm for just a second and then yeah, yeah, yeah. goes away. So that's something to, to think about, I guess. I don't yeah. really know. I don't know. I don't really know what that is. And to be frank, I don't remember that ever coming up again. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it does. It probably does. I can't imagine he just added it and was like, meh. Yeah. <laughs> Kaladin is looking at a heating fabrile that they have. And he's like, this is neat. And Renarin is sitting there just opening and closing a box, like kind of blankly, opening and closing a small box. And he yeah. says, never seen a heating fabric before, I assume. And they talk about that for a second. Yeah. Then uh, the door opens and the storm ends and the door opens. And Dalinar walks out and no numbers appeared on the wall this time. Interesting. And uh, then Dalinar talks to Adolin and Renarin a little bit about the the vision that he had. But he, he stops abruptly because he sees that Kaladin seems to be listening. Yeah. And he doesn't want Kaladin to know about them, I guess, or to hear about them. I think he knows about them. Yeah. Everyone does. Um, but then they talk about the fact that Adolin's having trouble getting more duels because uh, of their, like, essentially they're being they're being boycotted by the other Light Eyes. And Kaladin figures, figures that out. Um, and they, they uh, are talking about uh, Amaram, which makes Kaladin so mad. Amaram is trying to reunite Sadius, because he's technically a person of Sadius, but he's good friends with Dalinar. Trying to reunite Sadius and Dalinar, and that makes Kaladin livid, and the the boys in the room basically say, we're not going to do that, because Sadius is a butthole. Yeah. Um, And then uh, they kind of just go on shift. The, Kaladin talks for a little bit about going on to Moash about his shifts and realizes everyone's being overworked. Yeah. And Moash is like, so are you, Kaladin. You can't like you can't make us go sit down and you stay and not and work more. Like that's not what we're gonna do. Yeah. So either we all figure out new shifts or none of us do. That kind of a thing. Yep. Um and he sends Moash home and Moash just says, I'm staying here for a little bit longer, then I'll go home. And Kaladin yep. says, Okay. Uh and then Kaladin moves off. 
I forget where he goes to. What's he go to next? Oh, he walks with Dalinar a little bit, and he tells Dalinar finally about the thing Amram did. Yep. And Dalinar's like, this is a bold accusation you're making. You can't, you can't make this accusation and expect me just to immediately believe you. Um, and then he says, I will investigate it. You leave it be. And Kaladin's like, uh, uh, you know, he doesn't, he's not a fan of that. But, yeah. um, and then Dalinar sends him back to the king's palace. But at least, sorry. Go ahead. At least Dalinar doesn't just completely like ignore Kaladin. At least yeah. he's willing to look into it. So I appreciate Dal- appreciate Dalinar for that one. And also, I, there's, there's a little thing here I love. He says, do you have any proof? You understand that I can't take one man's word on something of this nature. Kaladin says, one dark-eyed man's word, you mean. And immediately Dalinar goes, it's not the color of your eyes that is the problem. The severity of your accusation. The words you speak are dangerous. Do you have any proof, soldier? Yeah. Thank you, Dalinar. I agree. Put this little idiot in his place. What is he doing? <laughs> Just being a sulky baby. Of course you can't say, oh, he murdered people? Okay. Like, of course, Kaladin, yeah. be a grown man. Yeah. But Kaladin's still even like, I'm going to, after he gets sent away, Dalinar says, I'll walk on my own. And Dalinar goes back in and he sends Kaladin like to go rest, essentially. Yeah. And he says, um, Kaladin's like still like, I need to get, get revenge. And still says, you sound like, the, you're not a skybreaker. You sound like the skybreakers. You're making me nervous. Yeah. So that's something to be aware of, I guess. Yeah. Um, Something about the skybreakers like to do that kind of thing. He gets back to camp. He finds out there's a new Hadazi in there. And it's Hadazian who worked for a different army, but he's a cousin of Lopin. And yeah. he just like abandoned his army, which is bad, and oh. joined the bridgeman. And Kaladin's like, okay. <laughs> I mean, welcome, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um. Then... Here's the interaction we need to do. Dramatic reading between Kaladin and Shen. Shen walks up. Here it goes. Kaladin passed him and found his customary place by the fire to relax and think. He didn't get that chance, however, as someone stepped up and squatted down before him. A man with marbled skin and a bridge four uniform. Shen? Kaladin asked. Sir. Shen continued to stare at him. Is there something you wanted? Kaladin asked. Am I really bridge four? Shen asked. Of course you are. Where is my spear? Kaladin looked Shen in the eyes. What do you think? I think that I am not bridge four. Shen said, taking time to think with each word, I am bridge four slave. It was like a punch to Kaladin's gut. He'd hardly heard a dozen words out of the man during their time together, and now this? The words smarted either way. Here was a man who, unlike the others, wasn't welcome to leave and make his way in the world. Dalinar had freed the rest of bridge four, but a parchment? He'd be a slave no matter where he went or what he did. What could Kaladin say? Storms. I appreciate your help when we were scavenging. I know it was difficult for you to see what we did down there sometimes. Shen waited, still squatting, listening. He regarded Kaladin with those impenetrable, solid black, parchment eyes of his. I can't start arming parchment, Shen, Kaladin said. The light eyes barely accept us as it is. If I gave you a spear, think of the storm it would cause. Shen nodded, face displaying no hint of his emotions. He stood up straight. A slave I am then. He withdrew. Kaladin knocked his head back against the stone behind him, staring up at the sky. Storming man. He had a good life for a parchment, certainly more freedom than any other of his kind. And were you satisfied with that? A voice inside him asked. Were you happy to be a well-treated slave? Or did you try to run, fight your way to freedom? Theory Um, time! So... Uh, okay, here's my theory. I think Shen is a Parshendi in dull form. 
Ooh. I really do. What a theory. And here's why, okay? okay. Here's my reasoning. Shen, from the beginning, I've noticed, has talked more than your average parchment. Because we, we know- heard an average parchment talk last uh-huh. dramatic reading. Mm-hmm. And Man, we- I'm clever. And we know that the dull form, even though they're not very smart, and, and he also, also, last book, reacted to, like, the Parshendi a lot. Like, he yeah. had a lot of reactions when, when it they came touched to, the like, dad, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when it came to just, like, the Parshendi and fighting them in general. Right. And so I think that he's just a Parshendi in dull form. I mm. really do. That's an interesting theory. Thank you. I like it a lot. That's my theory about Shen. All right. Chapter ends with Natam, one of those guards run up saying, The king! The king assassin! assassin! End of chapter. Time for Sydney. Here it goes. Yep. Chapter 23, Assassin. <laughs> and I'll read the little song bit. It says, Night form predicting what will be, the form of shadows mine to foresee. As the gods did leave, the night form whispered, a new storm will come someday to break. A new storm, a new world to make. A new storm, a new path to take. The night form listens. And that's from the listener song of secrets, 17 stanza. New song again. Yeah. So the king is fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first sentence of the chapter. It just says the king was fine. <laughs> I mean, great way to not leave us on a cliffhanger, yeah, I guess. Yeah, really kneecap the nervousness. He's fine. <laughs> it's cool. He's okay. And uh, Kaladin has just like dead sprinted to the palace, which has taken... He, he, it says three quarters of an hour, so 45 minutes. That is such a long run. Yeah, he ran for about 45 and minutes. No, thank you. I ran for like five minutes the other day. <laughs> it was absolutely winded. I can't imagine how Kaladin was feeling well, right now. He has now. stormlight, but he also is winded. Yeah. And he gets there and he's like, what's happened? What's going on? And the king is like, well, at least he ran here. <laughs> and he's just being a butthole to his guard. And Moash is name there. Is, so Mo- Moash is there, even though Kaladin told Moash to leave and not be there. And... Uh, Moash or Kaladin's like Moash, why are you here? And Kaladin or Moash is like, well, I heard what happened, and so same as you, I came back. Yeah, and he's like, why are you here? Um, but they're trying to figure out what happened. What and happened? So we kind of fall find out that Elokar likes to stand in this one specific spot on like the balcony all the time, and the railing on the balcony gave out, and he fell, and he was literally clinging there for like dear life, trying to. Yeah. Not fall, and they managed to pull him up. So he he is fine. Yeah, probably a little terrified. I would be a little bit terrified. Well, what do they deduce from this though? What do they learn about well, the assassins? Yeah, I'm I'm getting there. Well, I wanted you to get there faster. Okay, fine. So, Cal- <laughs> um, they Kaladin goes over and looks at the section of railing that had fallen off, and he looks and sees that the section is like it's obviously cut and it's cut very smooth so it has to be cut with a sharp blade so someone had a sharp blade yeah someone with a sharp blade but also they're like this is not the best way Cowden and Dalinar are talking about it they're like this isn't the best way to try and kill somebody because who knows if they're gonna if Elkar would actually stand there yeah like there's no given proof that Elkar would be the one to stand there the the assassins are cowards they don't want to be seen or known that's the likely the same people who swapped the the gems in his armor yeah, pretty much. They, they want it to look like an accident. It seems very clear. Yep. Two different attempt, attempts at assassination, both intended to look like an accident. Yeah. And so they're, uh, Dalinar and Kaladin are just talking about whether uh, Dalinar can trust Kaladin and uh, just kind of... Idrin is the the guard that was guarding uh, Elikar. He's like the king's guard. Yeah. And Elikar is being an absolute butthole to him. Um, 
But basically, they decide that Idrin needs to just is just going to become a regular soldier. He's probably going to enjoy it anyways, but it's mm. it would feel better because they think that maybe it was somebody within the King's Guard maybe that did this. And they're giving Dalinar more time, more not Dalinar, giving Kaladin more job. Yep. Because now Kaladin is also in charge of the king. Yeah. So Kaladin's pretty stressed out. Um, and yeah, that's basically where the, the chapter ends is he just is like, well, okay, my I, job is to protect you, not to judge you. And it ends pretty abruptly, yeah. Yeah, that's that's basically the end of the chapter. Chapter 24. Yep. Uh, we see we see from them again, so no, no theories yet. Yeah, no, we see them from them again. Chapter 24, it's called Tin. Here's the song bit. Decay form destroys the souls of dreams. A form of gods to avoid, it seems. Seek not its touch, nor beckon its screams. Deny it. Watch where you walk, your toes to tread, or hills or rocky riverbeds. Hold dear the fears that fill your head. Defy it. From the listener's song of secrets, 27th stanza. Decay I like form that one. Sounds terrible. I like that one though. Terrible? <laughs> that one seems like it can go with a beatbox. That 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 stanza. Maybe. Um, and this is Shalon chapter. She is now like. Gaz is here being a good, actually good guy, uh, like fixing up her wagon for her. Yeah, and he's telling her how they ended up on the Shattered Plains. Which is essentially, they're basically the reason they deserted is because they went to the Shattered Plains to fight to try and protect the king. And then it just kind of became light eyes getting money. Same yeah. issue Kaladin has. And so he's like, so we didn't want to just keep fighting for no reason. It yep. felt like we were fighting just because to get them more money, not to actually fulfill a pact. But because we signed our souls away, there was yes. no way to actually like leave without it being illegal. Yes. So we left. Made it, we left. So here's my issue. Yeah. I part of me wants to just hate Gaz still, but I literally cannot make myself <laughs> hate Gaz in the slightest because I feel bad for the man. Like yeah. he okay, yeah, he was a butthole, but also he just wanted out. Yeah. He was in a situation he just did not want to be in. Yeah. And so I just feel really bad for him. I really, really do. But it's not something I ever thought I would say. So I hate the fact that I'm saying it. Yeah. Um he I think he's a good guy. Yeah. yeah, he seems like he's get, becoming a better person. I agree with you, though. I don't want to like him. Um, but yeah, he he uh, is adding windows onto her little her little wagon and like groveling. Vatha kind of makes fun of him for groveling, and Vatha then gets assassinated by Sill's uh, insults until he leaves because she's just so brutal with his her insults to him. You mean Shalon? Shalon, yeah. I was like, not Sil. You said Sill. Oh, uh, Shalon. Like, Sill wouldn't be here. Why would Sill be here? Shalon insults Vatha until he leaves because Shalon's brutal. Um, <laughs> yeah, kind of. And then, uh, then they move on, and they're just kind of for a minute there. They're just kind of talking about like what happened and the fact that uh, Gaz has so much slave debt, and Shalon's like, "I'll pay it off. How much is it?" And he refuses to say anything about it, and then he kind of leaves too. Can I read something to you that I think is funny? Yeah. One of the uh, people who's with Gaz, whose name is Red, says to Shalon, "If you don't mind me saying, brightness, you have quite the clever tongue on you." And Shalon's response is. I've never actually had someone's tongue on me, clever or not. I'd hazard it to I'd hazard to consider it an unpleasant experience. And I just think that statement's funny. That's all. Yeah, I agree. There's no really importance in that. I just thought it was funny. Then that that is funny. Oh wait, and Gaz says, it ain't so bad. <laughs> um, Gaz. That's funny. Um what? <laughs> well, then Shalon does some research on Your Thru again in the Shattered Plains. Just for a minute, she researches it. Yeah. Doesn't come to any conclusions. Well, she's trying to learn about the Alethi court because she knows that they're going to get there soon. And so she wants to make sure she is somewhat prepared. Yeah. And she's trying to figure out who might be able to help her. And then she thinks of Sadius, of course, which, screw Sadius. Anyway, I agree with you. Then 
she's trying to figure out who to, who to join. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then Tin, the the woman from earlier, calls her over, and they have a they have a little discussion. And Tin has decided that she thinks that Shalon is a con artist who is conning these people, um, because uh, there's no way this because she did some little research on Shalon Devar, the name Shalon Devar, um, and she thinks Shalon is a con artist because there's no. In her eyes, there's no way that the story she's telling is true. Yeah. And so she's like, let me know the con. And Shalad just like, I'll go with this. Yes, you are welcome to join me on my con. You know, so now Shalad is conning the consmen into thinking that she's doing a con so she can con her later. It's a whole thing. It's so funny. It's so silly. But yeah. It, yeah, it's just a silly, silly interaction. Yeah. I love that she just. I love that Shalon just ends up in these situations on accident. Yeah, she ends up in the weirdest possible situations, and they're always on accident. So eventually, she's convinced that she's convinced Tin that she is going. She's conning the Blackthorn, and Tin is now kind of going to try and help Shalon con the Blackthorn. Yeah, how and are you going to con? And Shalon's just kind okay. of like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end yeah. of the my chapter. Yeah, theories. It is go. Oh, okay. My theory is they're going to end up now at the Shattered Plains. Yep. They're going to get there. And uh, Shalon's finally going to get to meet Adolin and we'll finally get romance. Awesome. Um, yay. Yay. And then um, let's see what else. I think that Shalon is going to start talking to uh, – she's she'll talk to Dalinar about what happened, about freeing these people. They're going to try and get these people freed. I think Kaladin and Gaz are going to meet again, and it's just going to be a funny little awkward situation. Yeah. Um, I really hope Gaz apologizes to Kaladin for being a butthole. <laughs> yeah. That would be fun. Um, what else do I think? Um, I think that they're going to be besties. <laughs> Tin and, and Shalon. I don't know. Okay, good guess. I don't really have any theory about what happens now, to be honest. All right. Well, I do that's think fine. that... Tin is eventually going to find out that crap. This lady wasn't lying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm excited for the others to find out that they, that Shalon wasn't lying and that she actually knows stuff about the Blackthorn because she's about to go marry her, his son. Yep. So yeah, I'm excited for that. Now it comes the funniest chapter. Yeah, chapter 25, which is titled "Monsters," and you'll never guess what the monsters are. It's very funny. <laughs> so here's a little song bit. It says, "Smoke form for hiding and slipping between men, a form of power like human surges. Bring it round again." Though crafted of gods, it was made by it was by unmade hand. Leaves its force to be but one of foe or friend. From the listener song of histories, 127th stanza. That's a lot of stanzas. 127? Yeah. That's the way that they keep history, though, is they write everything as a song so they can memorize it. Yeah, but you know how many other songs they have? You know how many stinking unless for some reason the not all the stanzas are forms. I just assumed all the stanzas were forms. I mean, to be honest though, I'll tell you this. That's a good way to memorize things. Oh, for sure. I don't disagree. There's hydrogen and helium, lithium, beryllium, boron, carbon everywhere. Nitrogen all through the air. There's oxygen so you can breathe in fluoride for your pretty teeth. Neon to light up the sign. Sodium for salty types. Magnesium, aluminum, silicon, phosphorus, and sulfur, chlorine, and argon, potassium, and lithium. Yeah, that's calcium. So you'll go strong. Scandium, titanium, and protium. And, uh, yeah, so. I'm impressed you did that. Yeah, memorizing songs helps memorize oh, things. Oh, I know. It definitely does. So now it's I know. It's like acronyms also help. Now I know the first something like like something like 30 of the first 30 periodic table because I memorized the first 30 in a song. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. Chapter 25 Woo! Monsters. We're back with Kaladin. And um, he, the monsters, he's learning how to ride a horse. Mm hmm. 
And he's like, what is this? I can't believe we're doing this. And it's just basically Dalinar's like, I need you to learn how to ride a horse because it took you way too long to, even though you were running, it took you way too long to get to the palace. If something actually bad was going on, mm-hmm. you would miss it. You need to learn how to ride a horse so you can get here faster. And Calvin's like, fine. Fine, if I must. And so he and a few of the men, including Moash, yep. are learning how to ride the, ride horses. They're being taught by a lady named Jeanette. Who's a little butt? Oh. I just want to say, when I, okay, this is funny. For those of you who wouldn't know this, which is probably, I don't know that I've ever mentioned this, so you guys wouldn't know this. Horse girl. I was <laughs> not a horse girl. <laughs> I used to ride horses when I was younger. Kind and of a horse girl. One of um, the ladies that uh, taught me, her name was Janet. And so when I read Jeanette, I thought, <laughs> which is really fun. That she is was really a fun. Scar- she actually reminds me a lot of Jeanette in this. this. this I'm not going to lie. She was very much like a great lady. Scary, scary, scary person. <laughs> yeah. Like she was very, very intense. Yeah. And so it reminds me a lot of Jeanette in this book. That's funny. So I just thought that was funny. I like that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so basically, uh, Jeanette's trying to teach Calden how to ride and eventually does manage to get Calden onto a horse, <laughs> which is a good win. Yeah. And so basically, Calden, the horse that Calden has picked is one that he thinks doesn't look too, like, Aggressive, evil, he says. Evil. Yeah. Um, and, but... Uh, Jeanette gives his whole like speech on how to ride them. Calden finally gets on one. They start getting on one. Moesh gets on one. Yep. And Moesh is having a great time. Mm-hmm. Moesh is very much enjoying the chance to ride a horse. And Calden is just struggling. He can't get the horse to go. It's just, it's. he goes, go forward, onward. And it's <laughs> onward. Just, the horse is like, nah, fam. I'm just going to keep reading. That's funny. He eating, does, eating. Eating, sorry, not reading. Not reading. <laughs> the horses don't read. Yeah. He does eventually get the horse to kind of walk along yeah and um uh natam who is one of the guards who got mentioned before mm-hmm. uh also comes over and is like this is this is not any faster than walking why are we doing this yeah uh and they're just kind of talking Calden asked natam about w- what happened the night someone tried to kill the king yep. and natam's like well basically says i was with like you know i was with the king i was i was watching um Suddenly, we just kind of, he fell. We found him, like, just hanging over the edge of the railing. Yeah. And so then we just kind of pulled him up. And he, Natam leaves. Mm -hmm. Uh, Still and Calden have a little conversation about how much Calden hates what he's doing right now. (laughs) Uh, Calden in this chapter is being kind of a whiny baby. A little bit of a whiny baby. um, We find out that uh, Adolin comes over. Arr. And. Sorry. uh, Don't make fun of me. Arr. Arr. (laughs) Adolin comes over and is like. I bet you can't ride Dreamstorm over there. I bet this, you can't ride Dreamstorm. This, <laughs> this scary horse that no one dares to ride. Yep. And Calden's like, all right, I'm going to go ride Dreamstorm. I'm going to do it. Jeanette's like, what are you doing? No, you won't be able to get on that horse. Don't ride this and horse. Calden tries to. And Adolin's like, no, I was kidding. Don't actually do Don't that. Don't do horse. that. And Calden does in fact try and get on. He uses Stormlight a little bit to kind of leap onto the horse's back. And then what he uses it also, he paints the saddle. Uh-huh. And he holds on and <laughs> the horse is just flapping him around. Yeah. Like it's kind of like when he became a flag in the high storm. Do you remember that? Yes. And now he's a flag on the back of a horse. <laughs> this is this is seems really brutal how we're describing this. <laughs> so he's just kind of hanging on until he runs out of um or he 
the horse finally starts to calm down. And he's like, yes, I've won. And so he relaxes and then the horse just kicks him off. Yep. And Cowden lands and is like, you're joking. You did that on purpose. I did so good. You waited till I calmed down. Then you booked me again. You little butthole. It's, re- it's really funny, I think. Yeah, And Cowden's like, you know, that actually was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like that, actually. Yeah, he liked the adrenaline. And then Dalinar shows up and Dalinar's like, um... Oh, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, do you realize we start training soldiers with the easier ones first, On not purpose. the harder ones? On what purpose. are you doing? Yeah, we don't we don't want our soldiers to die, so we intentionally train them with the easy stuff. Yeah. Please stop letting yourself die. So it's just it's just funny. It is pretty um, funny. And then Donner's like, I need you to find time to take the horses out um out of like the war camp and like patrol. Yeah. And Janet's like but there are bandits. No. And Dalinar's like, the horses are here for a reason. We need to use them. Yeah. And Jeanette's, Jeanette's like, fine. Yep. Which is fair. Um, I agree. It is fair. Yeah. <laughs> and then Adolin comes over and says thanks to Kaladin. And Kaladin's like, um, what? Yeah. And basically, Aiden's like, well, you could have told my dad, you know. You could have said it was me that did that to you. Shut up, Adolin. Okay, but at least he said thank you. Yeah, thank you was nice. We'll I appreciate I appreciate the thank you. Thank you yeah. was appreciated. Uh, and then Cowden talks to Natom again. Yeah. And uh, Cowden's like, which guards were there? Because they think that maybe whoever it was is one of the guards. Yeah. Because it had to have happened between the the high like before the or right after the high storm. Ended. Sorry, <laughs> you had, had some trouble happened, there, did you? Had to have happened right after the high storm ended. Yeah, and so it makes sense that it was one of the guards. Mm-hmm. And we find out that uh, Moash was there, even though mm. he wasn't supposed to be. Mm. And Cowden's like, "Oh gosh!" So he finds himself looking over at Moash. And Cowden's like, "No, no, 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 no! Moash wouldn't do this. It can't be Moash. I have to trust him." Um. Yeah, but he's... And then we see Amaram, and Cowden's very angry. Yeah. And that's the end of the chapter. I think Moash had something to do with it. Because why? Okay, this really breaks my heart. But I, I think that... I just have a very bad feeling that Moash had something to do with something and is not the person we think he is because we know that he really, really, really doesn't like light eyes. True. And so it, may, it would make sense to me that he is kind of just pretending to help them even though he wants them dead i just yeah i think that somehow moash has something to do with this or is in cahoots with the people who did it or is just somehow part of it for some reason that's you know which makes me really sad and part of the reason i also say this is because i think we need this book needs some other kind of like intense plot twist or like more stakes yeah which, That's fair. And it makes me sad because I also think that something's going to happen that makes Kaladin like, feel like he's failed. Mm-hmm. So this would, I think, be it. So okay. That's, yeah, basically sad reasons. Yeah. I really hope I'm wrong. I genuinely, genuinely hope I'm wrong because I, I like Moash. Right. But I, I don't, I think one of the Bridgemen is going to betray him. And I think if it's any of them, I think it would be Moash. Okay. Though. Because wait, here's here's what the evidence against Moash. One, hates light eyes, has said that openly. Two. Yep. Uh, has extreme lust for shard blades. That's been mentioned several times. Yep. Three, refused to get the tattoo of Bridge 4 on his head. It's on his shoulder, so he's not as identifiable yep. as the rest of them. Um, are there any others? Nope. Okay, that's that's the ones. Yeah, I think, yeah. I do think one of the bridge men will betray them. Right. And my guess would be Moash. Right. Well. It's just sad. That is sad. But, you know, yeah. that's your theory. We that's don't have theory. any proof at the moment, so I'm still going to choose to like Moash because we don't have any proof. Fair but enough. It's a little bit sus. I'm a little bit. I like him a little bit less because I'm a little bit sus of him at the moment. Fair enough. 
Are you ready? Yep. Now it's time to rank the characters. Okay, it's time to rank Sydney. Who do we see? All right, this week we saw Kaladin, Drahi, Adolin, Renar, and Lopin, Moash, Shen, Scar, Sil, Zahel, Shalon, Bluth, Pattern, Tag, Tavlakov, Helleran, um, Shalon's father, Gaz, Tin, Vathaw, Yix, Mechab, Elicard, Navani, Layden, Natum, Punio, Rock, Red, Je- Jeanette, and Dalinar. For just doing who we see, it's starting to feel like Warbreaker again. <laughs> You're right. Um, here is our r- ranking. Top, of course, these five. Shalon, Kaladin, Dalinar, Pattern, Sofrena. Followed by the Lopin. What are you talking about? What? Didn't we decide we weren't going to do still on the top five? No, no, top five of this week. Oh, you mean of, of who we saw. Oh, I was like, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Shalon, Kaladin, Dalinar, Pattern, Sofrena. Then we have the Lopin. Hey, I'm the Lopin. Then we have uh, Rock and Scar, because they're cool Bridgman. Followed by Renarin and Adolin Navani, because they're cool people. Then Helleran, because Helleran was a very nice person. Then, I think this was probably a mistake. That was definitely a mistake. <laughs> he definitely should not be there. He should be in the Wish You Were Dead book, he for will. sure. He, we've moved him now. Father managed to sneak into uh, <laughs> right above, right below Helleran, but Father Devar definitely needs to be in the Wish You Were Dead, so he has gotten moved. <laughs> That's um, funny. And then there's Gaz, who has made a... Uh, Unexpected rise from hatred. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Followed by Red, who's Gaz's friend. Then Shen, because Shen was kind of cool. Then Puno, because Puno's funny. Then we have Drehi and Natum, because they were around. Then Elikarkis was around. Then Moash, who's still good, but our suspicion has lowered him on our list. Yeah. And then Jeanette, because she was funny. Leighton, Tin, Makeup, Zahel, Yix, and Tag are all just kind of there. Followed by Vatha, or Vatha. Who was the bottom of wish of of living tier? We don't want him dead yet, but we're still unsure on him. Yeah. Then in the wish you were dead, we have Tavlakov followed by Father Devar, um, <laughs> and then in the actual dead tier, we have Bluth. Poor Bluth, who I liked more than I expected. You know, every single episode we've had one person in the dead tier, which is pretty abnormal for us. Actually. Yeah. Lots of deaths this week. This this book. Yeah. All right. Read us last week's top five, bottom five. All right. Last week's top five was Shalon, Kaladin, Dalinar, Pattern, and Navani. And then yep. last week's bottom five was Bluth, Tavlakov, Amaram, Gagna, and Sadius. Yeah. Um. So this week, very little has changed. We, on the top five, we have Shalon, Kaladin, Dalinar, and Pattern still the same. But Navani has got swapped out. And because of the amazing uh, comeback story, we've decided to let Gaz be our fifth favorite for this week. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. So Gaz has, <laughs> has officially popped up to the top five. Did you guys ever expect this would happen? Because <laughs> I certainly did not. Gaz last, if you remember from last book, Gaz was bottom five for literally the first like three quarters of the book and then slowly snuck up to like the top one. Yeah. So like the best of the worst. Yeah. And now he's on the top five, which I never thought would happen. This is probably a one-time thing for Gaz. Oh, almost certainly. <laughs> but now... We just wanted to remember this this moment. We just want to remember this moment. And now we are on the bottom five. Yes. And the bottom five go like this. Vatha. Vatha. Eh, yep. He's kind of bad. Yeah. Don't like him. Father Devar. Yeah. Terrible. Then Amaram. Then Sadius. Yep. As it should be. And that's our episode for you this week. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Sydney, what should they read next week? Next week, make sure you read chapters 26 through 35. 
26 to 35. Lots of reading. Lots and of reading. Make sure you have them read or Sydney will break every chair in your house. Break every chair in your house. Smash them on the floor in a fit of rage. You'll break every chair in your house. You know? What? That's not the worst thing I could probably have done this week. You've And you've done worse. But oh, for sure. I could have also <laughs> have attempted to like shove you off a balcony or shove something. Shove you off a balcony. Shove you off a balcony. No, just your chairs. You only Break get one. Break every chair, then shove you off a balcony. No, no, no. She's going to do one both. No, no, no. no. So I don't sure, get that option. Make sure you've just read. One. Make sure you've read. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Colton Pratt. Hey, what? you forgot to oh, thank somebody. thank you, Lesia, for making the intro and outro to this program. It's called Windrunner Remake. It's a very, very good song. We like it a lot. It's a, it does a good job at being the, wind run, the intro and outro to our breeding time. Yeah. Now, thank you all for listening. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> share us share us with a friend. Uh, we're, yes, do that. We're going to start posting videos on our story, so make sure you follow us on Instagram because... You can see the silly things we do, like Colton struggling to open a Mountain Dew can. Uh, yeah. Thank you for listening. My name is Colton Pratt. And I'm Sydney Lyerly. I love you. Peace! Why are you still here? The show's over.